welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Last Sunday, I spoke about 2 Peter, and we are continuing from where I left off. 2 Peter chapter 2, and I would like to read the text and afterwards explain the text. 2 Peter chapter 2, because of my time, I will read from the verse 9 all the way to the end. Verse 9 says that the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daylight. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and hearts they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass, speaking with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophets. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with tempests, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they are lured through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. But it is happening unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit and the saw that was washed to her wallowing in the mare. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. These are strong words. Very, very strong words. Sometimes you wonder, is this in the Bible? There are people who think God is this just 
gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Yes, he is. But he's a man of war. Now, this text was written to a church to protect the church against false teachers or for that matter, against apostasy. Apostasy is going off the right path or turning your back against God. And if the church had to be warned against apostasy, that means we all have to take a clue and be on guard because good behavior, good morals, is not a permanent possession. You can be well behaved today and badly behaved tomorrow. And so the fact that you are in the faith today doesn't mean you will always stay in the faith. What keeps you in the faith is what you keep listening to and the teachings you are exposed to and practice. That's what keeps you in the faith, not your good intention. Good intentions are good, but they are not ultimate. Your good intention should guide you to look for what will keep you on the right track. And so Peter, Paul, as I said in last Sunday's teaching, Paul had to warn the church that he says that I am concerned, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, that as the serpent beguiled Eve, so the simplicity of your mind be corrupted by the devil. So he had to warn them. Paul was concerned in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. He said, if anyone preach a different, another gospel, use the word another. They preach another as though there is different type, there are different types of gospel. That is just to say that anything that is different from what has been, you have been brought into, so long as your work is called of Christ, with Christ is concerned, anything that deviates from that, he said, let it be rejected outright and forthrightly. He says that if anyone preach another gospel, apart from what you have said, let him, even if he's an angel, let him be accursed. That's how strong they were in protecting the church. In fact, the church entered a degradation or degraded state by the time Second Peter was being written, by the time uh, first, first Timothy and Second Timothy was being written, by the time Jude and Titus were being written, and by the time First John, Second John, and Third John were being written, the church writers about. About 30 years after the church, less than 30 years after the church was born, it already declined has set in. So you can imagine those of us who are 2,000 years away. Oh, come on. So the degradation and deviation has been going on for many years. And can, can you imagine some deviations are deviations from deviations? So if you can imagine by now, people have deviated from the original deviations and they, those who deviated from the original deviated have others who have deviated from them and the deviation upon deviation upon deviation ends in a, 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 a stinking apostasy. So there are people, watch this, there are people who will, be, who will be practicing religion in the name of Christianity who are far from Christianity. Far, very, very far. Very far from the first century Christianity. The Christianity that was passed on to us, there are people who are practicing something that is very different to the extent that if Peter comes and said, they tell him, this is church. Peter said, what, what, this? Is this a church? No, what? What is this? That's not a church. Deviated. That is why uh, yesterday I was teaching at um, Bristol, built to last. What causes the church? The church has been through all kinds of attacks, and, but the church has lasted. I'm talking about the true church. A largely large part of what looks like church in our generation is not actually true church. That is why Jesus said there are many, say many. many. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 13, he says that the way that leads 
to damnation. Many there be that be on that road. And he says that the way that leads to eternal life, a few. Many, say many. many. And in the same text, Jesus continues to talk about many in the verse 22. So that same many are the many Jesus spoke about in the verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wondrous works. And he said, I will say to the many who are practicing religion. This, is the, this many is not talking about masses. It's talking about many religious people. Because these people are, verse 22, these people are religious people. In fact, they are supposedly Christians. Because they say, we have done these things in your name. Not in the name of somebody, other, some other religious leader. In your name. And he said, many, not a few. Many shall say, we have done these things in your name. And I will say to them, away from me. I don't know you. I don't, Jesus said, I don't know in that day. He said, I will, then I will, pro, then, uh, then, uh, uh, then will I profess unto them. I never, I never. Who, who are you? Who are you? Like sometimes somebody, a, a father dies, and then when they meet, then they tell somebody can say, I'm also a family member. <laughs> my mother told me my, he's, my, he's my father. <laughs> they never knew you. They never knew you are coming to share in the inheritance. No, they never knew you. Jesus said, who, who is this? You know, there are times that someone would go to their father with their daughter or son. He said, the father said, who is the one following? Oh, that's, that's your last one. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Jesus said, I would say, ah, who are you? Oh, I never knew you. So there are people who are practicing what is called church. Yeah. And the world classifies all of us. Yeah. I said, the fact, you know, Christianity is, has become a tag on a form. You take it to your Christian, that makes you a Christian. Excuse me. That doesn't make you a Christian. Intending to be a Christian doesn't make you a Christian. <laughs> you, you intend to be a Christian, but it doesn't mean you are. Neither does reformation of your behavior make you a Christian. Being well behaved is a, the, the, the core of Christianity, the platform of Christianity is, is not behavior, it's belief. You believe in Jesus and follow him. You are a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what makes you a Christian. He said many. So if it's true in the time he said it, then in our times, there are many, there are many big, small churches. Big, big, big churches and small, small churches. Many churches with congregation, medium ones. All levels. Institutional churches. Many. So, does that, so are you now determining that some churches are not Christian? No, no, I didn't say that. I said there'll be many in many churches. There's likely to be many people sitting here who Jesus one day will tell you. Excuse me. Uh, uh, who are you? Because you have always been on the Broadway. Public op- opinion has become the foundation of your Christianity. Not the word of God. Public opinion has become the foundation of your Christianity. I, I put it to you, you are not a Christian. These are strong words, right? At least, at least, when someone tells you 
that, oh, this person is a Christian, this person is a Christian, and they are using that to lambast Christianity and all that. Yeah. There are a lot of people who, who don't even know who a Christian is. Yeah. They don't know who a Christian is. Christianity is a religion that is not based on works, Mm. but it's based on nature. Mm. Who are you? Who are you? Jesus looks at you. Say, do you have my seed in you? He just said, say, look at this. This is what people don't know. Galatians chapter four, verse six. He said, because we are sons. No, no, not everybody is a son. Because we are sons. Because we are sons. God then has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. That's where Christianity starts from. There's something something of God inside you. It's it's not based on your behavior. It's based on your nature. Something of God that has entered you. Because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our heart. That's why you struggle to sin. That's why you feel so uncomfortable with sin. Even though you're enjoying it, it feels uncomfortable. And so the enjoyment is not like before you became born again. Before you became born again, you were free. But now you're still doing some of the things, but you just, just, you just, you finish and you cry. You finish and you say, what is wrong with me? Am I a hypocrite? I don't like this. Yeah, that's good. That shows that something else has entered you. It's not a matter of conscience. It's a matter of nature. Nature. If you give me paper to eat, I, I just can't. I just can't eat. It's not. I, 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 it's, I, it's no. I can't eat it. Nature. There are children who are born in this country, pure British, born and bred, but their parents are from somewhere, and they still have the taste for the natural food where their parents come from. The thing is a nature. It's, it's a nature. It's nature. It's a DNA thing. This is like. I mean, So Paul had to warn the church, Peter had to warn the church, John had to warn the church against degradation. And what causes much degradation, first of all, the heart of human beings are this way. So what can protect the church from degradation is the sound teaching. However, what can facilitate and accelerate the degradation of a church is false teaching. False teaching. False teaching destroys the church faster than any political power can destroy it. You can't destroy a church. It's wrong teachings that destroy a church. Government restrictions can't destroy a church. Lockdown doesn't destroy a church. Jesus said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. The gates of hell can't can't prevail against the church. So to to destroy the church, destroy it from inside. And how do you destroy it from inside? Get Jezebel to start teaching. Attack the teaching. Get Balaam to come in. Get Jezebel to come in. Get the Nicolaitans to come in with their teachings. You will weaken the church by teachings. That is why no sound Christian community remains sound and downplays doctrine. You are at the health of any congregation is at the mercy of the doctrine. The health of any congregation is at the mercy of the doctrine. And so when you go back to the text, Peter had to warn them. And then he told them something, as I've, I've, I've been dealing with, that these false teachers, I need to warn you about them, but the f- chapter 1 spoke about the development of the believers. That's very important. So to your faith, add that and add that. And then in chapter 2, that's one strange chapter that focuses on false teachers. 
He starts by saying false teachers will be in. And he says that, don't, don't be afraid. Their judgment has already been sealed. It's hanging on there. Verse 4, 2 Peter chapter 2. Then, then he talks about how they have been reserved for judgment. And he spoke about, if, I like verse 4, he said, if God didn't spare angels, what makes you think he will spare human beings? What makes you think he will spare? Angels were created to be around him. And we were created to be on earth. <laughs> and those who were around him, he didn't spare them. What makes you think he will spare false teachers? What makes you think he will spare false pastors, quack pastors? So don't take it upon yourself to, to go after them. There's already God's judgment. Then he begins to speak about he didn't spare angel. He didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah. Two cities, he reduced them to ashes. And he said he didn't spare the world in Noah's time. So God is a God of judgment. That's what he's trying to do. God is able to carry out judgment effectively. Sometimes it looks like he's slow to act. Oh, no. He, he has a timetable. And so he says that he didn't spare uh, angels, he didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah, and he didn't spare the world of Noah. However, whilst he didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah, he spared righteous Lot. Whilst he didn't spare the people in Noah's world, he saved Noah. Okay, so he saved Noah first. It's Noah first, and then righteous Lot. And then the verse 9 says that, for God knows how to deliver the righteous. Hallelujah. He knows how to deliver those who are on the yes. narrow path. Yes. It looks like you are going down. You won't go down. Yes. You won't go down. God has a comprehensive program in place yes. to defend you where the need arises. Sometimes it looks like Pharaoh is winning. No, Pharaoh doesn't win. There's a red sea ahead. And so he said, God knows how to deliver the righteous from temptation. Ah, I know there are people here, you are surrounded with temptations. And sometimes you are feeling that, how, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? God knows how to deliver you from temptation. That is if you want to be delivered. Ah. There are people who are not interested in deliverance. <laughs> Someone is living a bad situation, but they are not interested in deliverance. There is no interest in being set free. The Bible says God knows how to deliver. If you are really interested in what God has got to offer, then you will benefit from it. But sometimes, you, the way you have been treating your wife, you are not interested in good marriage. You look like you are interested in good marriage, but your behavior and your attitude tells us you are not interested in good marriage. Because what, sometimes you start the quarrel. You start it when there's no quarrel, when there's peace. You start it. You said, let's find something. You, you start it. And then when you finish, you said, please pray for my marriage. No. God knows how to deliver the righteous from temptation. But the question here is, are you interested in the deliverance God has got to offer? But God knows how to. So Peter comes in by telling us, God knows how to deliver the righteous, the righteous, or the godly. Hallelujah. The godly God, he doesn't deliver everybody. He just can't. I was explain why. He can't deliver everybody because not everybody can be delivered. Why can't everybody be delivered? He can only de deliver the godly. Because when you are godly, there is an installation in your system. And he can work with what he has installed in you. Knows how to deliver the godly. But that's not the end of the story. He said God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. And to reserve, that's interesting, reserve the unjust unto the day. There is not a day, the day, there is a particular day, the day of judgment, reserved. 
The next verse. That's interesting. But chiefly, ah, he's reserving some people. He says, especially. Let's look at the New King James. Might be helpful. Especially those who. So some people, these false teachers and their cohorts, have been reserved for a day of judgment to be punished. They have been reserved. But he says that especially, oh, those who walk according to the flesh in the last of uncleanness. Two, two categories of what they do. They walk according to the flesh in the last of uncleanness and despise authority. Ah! Wow. Oh, oh, authority, the way you handle authority can bring God's attention on you in an unfavorable way or favorable way. This is interesting. He goes on to say that they have been reserved for punishment, especially, especially those who live. Look at, uh, uh, let's go to the, which version should I even use to try? Okay, let's go to the Amplified. And particularly, so reservation for judgment for punishment is there, but especially, especially, particularly those who walk after the flesh and indulge in the last of polluting passions. You see, that, that seems very complex. Uh, King James, or uh, one of the verses is lasciviousness, or lasciviousness. Lasciviousness, inordinate passions. And here it says, in the, watch this, in the last of polluting passions. We all have last, and if you are, what you are supposed to do is not to live based on your last. But these people don't just live based on the last, but the last of polluting twisted passions. Skewed passions, perverted passions, passions that are unnatural. It's twisted passion. It's twisted passion. They live for that. And God said, Bible says that their their reservation is especially these guys. I just want to take my time for you to think about it. Human beings with twisted passions. And it can happen to anybody, any of us. You start with living based on your passions or your lust, and it will be not enough with time. By the time you realize, you are now falling like a pedophile. Mm. So laws have to be made against things like that. Like people who abuse women. Like a rapist. That's a twisted passion. Come on. That's a twisted... Many men have it, the passion, but not the, in a, this, a, this twisted way. Yeah. You are not even permitted to rape your wife. It's violation. Yeah. But you, you, some people do, and it gets to a time where it's normal. It's, it's, it's normal. But these are twisted passions. And God put people who pursue twisted passion together with those who defile authority. And our generation is, is, is not innocent from this kind of what I'm talking about. I was shocked some time ago when I saw when somebody was talking to a prime minister of the great United Kingdom. And insults. With such disdain and disrespect. Because it's my right to air my opinion. My, mind your language. Yeah. Mind you, you might have the right to say what you want, but you will not escape from the consequences of your attitude. Mind your language. 
You're talking to your wife. Yes. It's not your, your child. It's your wife. Mind your language. You're talking to your husband. It's, 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 it's not your... I know you, you have a lot of people you've been instructing at work, but this is not one of your workers. <laughs> Mind your language. Mind your language. It's your mother you are talking to. Hey. Yes. It's a mother. She, left, she carried you for nine months. Some of you... Let's even say it's eight months because you came out earlier. <laughs> Prolonged labor, complicated passions. Your mother, because of a girl. Is this how you address your mother? I saw in Proverbs, he says that it is not good for the soul not to be with knowledge. For the soul to be without knowledge is not good. Proverbs 19.2. It is not good for the soul to be without knowledge. There are things you can't afford not to know. The way you are talking to your father is because of how ignorant you are. The way you speak about people of authority. You go online and you lambast the prime minister. Ah! It's not good for the soul to be without knowledge. The prime minister is a normal human being. I'm not speaking for him. He's not, I had me to say anything. But I pray that United Kingdom will wake up. Europe will wake up and America will wake up the way we speak, the way we speak about our leaders. We can challenge them on the grounds of facts, reason. But people of authority or dignitaries, you see, if someone is in a position of dignity, there is a way you speak to the person. And every culture and every community who upholds the honor given to dignitaries, they last. Yes, yes, yes. They do well. That's one of the problems of some of the communities in London or UK. Because there's no respect for any authority. The children are trained not to respect anybody. Because their father is not potential, their father is not around. And the mother tells you, your father is a stupid man. Yes. So there's no authority. No wonder they find it so lucrative to join the gangs. Yeah. And most of them have their destinies compromised. Yes. And we are trying to put government systems in place to recover them. Some of them, they are gone beyond recovery. You can build a very nice, posh, state-of-the-art library in that community. It will still not work. They will even go there. They will go and be drawing on the walls. to the, the inordinate passions amplified. Let's look at the amplified again. Am I, am I, am I drawing yes, attention yes, to yes, yes, yes. And particularly those who walk after the flesh and indulge in lust of polluting passions and scorn and despise authority. You see, I, I know what many people won't see. Religious people who read this, they, what they won't see. When they, you see authority there, you are thinking about pastor. Yeah, you are thinking about spiritual, so you can imagine if authority, this, this is talking about God's authority, Christ as the Lord, it's talking about any authority, church authority, civil authority, any authority, domestic authority. Yes. That's why mark any child who doesn't respect the parents, he never does well in life, yeah. she will never do. That is not, that one, it's, it's, not, it's not rocket science, it's just... Yes, that's, that's our life. In fact, Bible had to, God had to give a whole commandment, honor your mother and father, that it may be well with you. And then you will leave your father and mother. And, so, and you will live long on the earth. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Secret of long life. Yeah. It's not healthy. 
Secret of long life is not healthy eating. <laughs> Necessarily. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, I'm not saying throw everything in your mouth. That's why I have to add necessarily. Yes. What I'm just trying to say is balanced diet doesn't necessarily guarantee balanced health. Or <laughs> long life. You are eating well, going to gym every day, but you are at loggerhead with your mother and father. I really feel sorry for you. We have to start your funeral arrangement. <laughs> but my mother is a witch. But my father, my father is a wicked man. <laughs> Don't change the order. The way your mother was is a witch. You should have given birth to her. But she gave birth to you. And you can't deny how much you look like her. You didn't only inherit her genes or her DNA. You also inherited her demons. So what, what is... What is making her do what is making you hate her? You have actually amplified its authorization to operate in your, your system. So you will be a bigger version of what you don't like in your mother. Upgrade, thank you. An upgraded version. <laughs> amplified. Authorities. Presumptuous and Daring, self-willed, self-loving creatures. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. They scoff at and revile dignitaries. dignitaries. Do you see that? Dignitaries are glorious ones. I, 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 that this is where I want to. I will be focusing to end. They scoff at and revile dignity, glorious ones, without trembling. So I'm going to give you the definition of the dignitaries there. I would like to talk about so that, you see, because this is follow-up on the authority. It's follow-up on the authority. Look at the next verse. It's Christ scary. We'll come back to the, this verse. The next verse is that, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring reviling accusation against them before the Lord. Yeah. Even angels who are stronger than you who are stronger than these false teachers and their cohorts, they were careful when they were addressing dignities. Wow. Let's look at Jude verse 8. Let's start from verse 8. It looks like Jude was writing something similar. Jude yeah. and Peter, this, yeah. this is very yeah. similar. Jude says, likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh. Is it familiar to what we just read? And reject authority. Watch, watch this. They don't just re reject authority. When they are rejecting authority, this is the, the manifestation. They speak evil of dignitaries. So is it, is it, did we just read this in 2 Peter? No, 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 I want you to follow me very carefully. It looks like we just read something like this in 2 Peter. They speak evil of dignitaries. And 2 Peter, the end there, he said that even angels dared not to go. They went where angels won't go. Now watch this. Evil of dignitaries. The next verse. Yet... Yet Michael, yet Michael, the arch, not an ordinary angel. An archbishop is different from a bishop. <laughs> He's a bishop with an arch. 
That word ark means above. Your ark enemy. Above. So mon. Mono arche. The one who is above all is, 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 is a monarchy. A monarchy is like, it's not under anybody. It's, it's above monarchy, ark. And an archangel is an angel that is above the rest. Archangel, yet archangel Michael, in contending with who? Look at this text very carefully. Archangel Michael in contending with the devil. When Moses died, God said, you not go to them. No one knows where he died. And he didn't want the Jews to build a, a shrine around us. Because it would distract their worship. So God decided that I'll handle Moses' body. That's what happened now. No one knows where he died. But the angels knew it. So when Moses died, I think God sent angel Michael to come and take care of the body. But Satan found out this is a very good thing. I can use it for my agenda. So now it became a tag of war. Angel Michael said, let's go. And then the enemy, pull it. Let's go. And pull it. So now, how do you win the battle? Because equal powers. Because Lucifer was also an archangel. So equal powers. And an archangel is someone of power, authority, dignity. Dignity. So God has honored him. And it's like you're co-equal. And now it has to turn into a verbal content. Wow. So he wanted to say, get off, stupid you. <laughs> but Archangel Michael couldn't say that because of the, this kind of, the kind of person he was dealing with. Many other fallen angels are under him. Yes. <laughs> he, said, yet, he said, yet Michael the Archangel in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring against him a reviling accusation, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. He has to appeal to the Lord's authority. The way you've been speaking about pastors, you, you. The way you've been speaking about authorities, you, you. In the name of freedom of speech, you. Especially those who pursue twisted passions and those who defy authorities. And he said, even the angel Michael, in contending over the body of Moses with the devil, did not bring railing accusation or reviling. Some translation, I think the NIV uses railing. Railing accusations, reviling accusations. That's why pastors should be very careful. We have to be very careful when we are dealing with congregation, especially when everybody thinks that we are very powerful. You can be powerful, but without influence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you get influence, be careful how you use it. Be careful how you handle it. Never use your influence to pull another person of influence down. So if we are doing dirty politics, I think we should exercise caution or discretion. It's a certain level of discretion. Bible says that a beautiful girl, who does she have discretion? It's like a, 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 it's, no, it's a golden ring in the snout of a pig. It's just like a beautiful, a beautiful woman who doesn't have discretion. He doesn't see the point of her beauty. 
Jesus is in the point. Discretion is important. When you read Proverbs, you can see discretion popping up. Every now, discretion, discretion, discretion. Proverbs chapter 17, chapter 18, chapter 19. Discretion, 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 discretion. When you are dealing with a person in authority, when your mother, uh, when you have said something to your daughter, your husband has also said something different, or your, her father has also said something different, or his father, or you said something to your daughter, and his mother his father says something, be careful how you address the father's authority to the child. Don't say, don't mind him. Don't mind him. As for that, your dad. Oh, no, you are destroying this boy's future. Discretion. Even Archangel Michael, he dared not. He dared not to bring reviling accusation against the devil. Satan, you are stupid. Satan, he said, Archangel couldn't even do that. And you, powerful man of God. <laughs> if you've not been reading your Bible. <laughs> so, but said, Instead of now verbal contention, he held himself back and used the Lord's name to rebuke him because he wouldn't rebuke another authority. And he said, these false teachers, these are what they do. And they are cohorts. They disrespect authority. They say whatever they want to say because Facebook said, what's on your mind? So they say it on your mind. I will say it. I will say, mind your language. Mind your language. You pay for it. Jesus said, you give an account for every careless word. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 or so. He said, everybody, but I said to you, this is Jesus, but I said to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account. It's an idle word. You didn't mean it. But it was a loose talk. They will give an account. On the day of judgment. You see the day of judgment. Yeah. The day of judgment. The day of judgment, things that have been said is going to be brought up. That comment you pass. Sometimes, let's listen. Sometimes you know something about somebody. But this is a dignitary. This is an exalted one. That's what dignitary means. An exalted one. It's, it, it's supposed to carry honor. And you go close, you saw dishonorable behavior. And you want to talk about it. It's in your head. You have to be careful. Because you are, you are talking you are talking about an exalted one. A person in authority. One of the things that has actually helped United Kingdom, really, is the way we handle the queen. If, I was telling some people, if she was in Africa, they would call her, they would call her Mama Liz. <laughs> Mama Liz. <laughs> <laughs> There's no church that grows above the honor they give to their leader. That's why the world loves to bring church leaders into public disrepute. In the name of these are hypocrites, this is, they are doing something bad. We have to expose them. Yeah. You dare not take it to some places, they will handle their own affairs internally. This is interesting, isn't it? Let me run up because today I don't want to preach too long. Let's put that back. Archangel Michael, please put it on the screen again. And uh, verse 10. Look at verse 10. 
But these, these guys, the other guy, even Angel, what Angel Michael will not do, these guys speak evil of what they do not know. Yeah, whatever they do not know. Yeah. And whatever they know naturally. Like brute, it's not the same thing, Peter. Brute beasts. The Greek word translated brute is alogos. Unreasonable. It's not using, you have to thinking. Unreasonable. I have not touched two things. A logos beast. And in Second Peter, it calls them in the NIV, and I think in King James, creatures of instincts, mm-hmm. not reasoning. Creatures of instinct. I feel like, yeah, what I feel. I, I, I feel like, I feel like. I should live based on how you feel. You can't do that. You can't keep your job. Or you can't keep your business if you just live how you feel like. Yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you can't do that. One day, President Obama, former President Obama, I think he was talking and a fly kept flying. A pesky fly, a fly just flying around. And then I think he managed to hit the fly. The journalist said, you are killing a fly, how? <laughs> this is a cruel... <laughs> I, I don't know what has happened to our world. We, we are becoming so unreasonable in our accusations against others. That's why Jesus, they brought a woman caught in adultery. Verse 4 of Luke, John chapter 8. He said, the devil says that she was, they said she was caught in the very... No, not the act, the very act. Very hard. It looks like, sir, they took pleasure in describing her action, the details of her actions. And their behavior made Jesus feel quite embarrassed about it. So he had to bow his head and he just said, These guys. They enjoy talking about the details of this kind of stuff. And then, and they were pushing Jesus, say something. Then they quoted, Moses said, What have you got to say? Moses said, What have. And Jesus said, okay, you want, you want to know what I've got to say? Anyone who is without sin, let him be the first. Only one, I just need only one. The rest, I know you. Only one to cast the first stone. Then the rest will follow. Bible said, they thought about it and said, oh. So from the top, they dropped their stone. The first, the one with, they came in a group, but they left one after the other. <laughs> because Jesus made it very personal. As you are busy criticizing others, you. There, what's, what's very funny about us human beings is we can be so hypocritical. We will criticize people for the very thing, doing what we, we actually are doing. Am I supposing that it's not good to, you know, talk about some things? Or the, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that someone, let's call a spade a spade. Wrong is wrong. Okay, wrong is wrong, right is right. And what I'm saying is that when you are dealing with other people's downfall or other people's mess, exercise discretion. Exercise discretion. Because whilst you are busy, you also have issues. Your issues might not be like this. But your issues, people, people around you may not know. May not know. So let's go back to the text because I have to run up. Uh, Jude. It says that in these things they corrupt themselves. That's also... It's loaded with stuff, but that's not what I'm teaching. Second Peter is saying it, so I'll go back to Second Peter. Let's go to the next verse, then we'll move away from there. Woe to them. Wow. For they have gone the way of Cain, have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit, and they perish in the 
Rebellion. It's a whole message. It's a whole message. I know people will be surprised. Are these in the Bible? Is this in the Bible? Is this in the Bible? It is not good for the soul to be without knowledge. You will shoot yourself in the foot without knowing. There are a lot of people who are running around looking for prayer, but they don't know. They are their own architects, the architects of the problem. They have designed it. They don't know. Because it's not good for the soul to be without knowledge. There are things that are killing you, which you have brought in your life, and you don't know. So when you are sick, you go to the hospital, they are not quick to give you medication. No, 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 no. A good doctor will not just prescribe. He has to diagnose first. We have to find out what is killing you. What is calling, causing this pain? Some of these kind of teachings will help you to diagnose where potentially that unmedicated, unabated struggle is coming from. So you fasted, you've prayed, you've done everything. You've done all kinds, written all kinds of applications and nothing is changing. You have received prophecies. They've prophesied, they've prophesied over you. They've, they, they've, poured all over you. they've kicked you. They've pushed you. They've done everything. And it's not changing. Sometimes it, there's an African proverb which says that when you are pulling a rope and it's not coming, it means something is, is tied to something. Something's holding it back. Because rope should just come. But you are pulling this rope, it's not coming. There are times when you are forcing some things and things are not happening. You have to try and investigate. Investigate. There are things that we do that will hurt our children. There's nowhere you go in the United Kingdom and you see in church buildings. The, the civilization of America, of Europe, the United Kingdom, this civilization, this civilization were built by covenant with God. Yes, sir. The founding fathers labored. So you are at work with somebody who is pervert, pervert, you don't like them and you think God will judge them, but their grandfather. Your grandfather is a murderer. And today you are in church. And so you think somebody deserves judgment and they are still, prom- they are still prospering above you. Something is underwriting their promotion and their progress. Something, something bigger than you can see. Caris is not where we are because we, are, we preach good. Sometimes I'm preaching, I'm wondering what is so unique, even though it's good. <laughs> It's not because we meet in a place like this. Very soon we stop meeting in a place like this. Because God is going to give us a permanent place. It's not because of that. I've discovered some secrets in life. The secrets of honoring people ahead of us. I have this insatiable desire to give respect to people who are older. I just love showing respect to people who are older. This is important. So something might be biting you and you don't know where it's coming from. So this is the, the essence of some of these teachings. It helps draw your attention to what potentially might be hurting you. Yes, 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 which you are not aware of because it might not be so open and obvious. It might not be open. Some people say, I don't believe it. Wait till it starts biting yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. And do your analysis. Do your research. Look at people with similar traits or people who have done some of these things and look at the outcome of their lives. Do a research. You can embark on a doctoral program on it. And you'll be shocked at how these things work. A man who has abused his wife and family will never have a peaceful death. No, it it doesn't happen. Even if a plane is crashing, 
and you are dying, it's going to die in a plane crash. The plane will come, everybody will finish that, he will not die. And the engine will come and land on his neck. I mean, it will be a very painful day, painful day, painful. And you will stay there for days without dying. Just when they come and rescue you and they get him to hospital. Yeah, painful. I'm you can't die ordinary when you do something. Can't die ordinary. He said, judgment is reserved for such people. That is why if you're working with God, don't get yourself busy, wound up what this guy's doing. Judgment must come. Leave it. There's a judgment waiting. Judgment waiting. Judgment waiting. He said, let me go. He said, these people, let me finish on this. These people speak, first of all, twisted passions. When you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19, it talks about how they've gone past feelings. These people are past feelings. That's a very interesting statement. Past feelings. Being past feeling. <laughs> what does that mean? Past feeling. Yeah. Talking about who being past feeling has given themselves over to lewdness or licentiousness or lasciviousness. Yeah. Past feeling has given themselves up to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. They did. Past feeling. When man fell in the garden, God made us to rule us. So we, God becomes the governing authority of our lives. But when we fell from relationship with God, God put in a system called conscience to be our guide. So everybody has conscience to guide you. Now, past feeling means that to go against the conscience. Now, you, you are not working with conscience anymore. Your conscience can't even guide you. Your conscience is saying something, but you still don't care. You will do something anyway with impunity. You've gone past, past, past feeling. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, it says that they have seared conscience. Seared conscience. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with hot iron. Past feelings. The way you are behaving with these twisted passions, you've gone too far. That's what you're saying. These people go so far. So far. Passions. Passions that normal human beings shouldn't pursue because they have rejected God. Now that's what they begin to celebrate. Next week I'll speak about five things the Bible said they are like. They carouse in broad daylight, doing things that are obscene, but they are proud of it, and they are doing it in broad daylight, in broad daylight. It's like a woman walking bare chest, and a grown woman, not a child, a grown, bare chest in town, and I can't be bothered. Said, it's my life, leave me alone. And you can think the police will arrest you. But we have to pray for you, because very soon, because for the sake of climate, we might, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, things begin to change. So then, we see, see, let me add this. I said something about our, this civilization of the West. The Western civilization was born by godly men or godliness. Even though, the, you see, many will be also infiltrate, will infiltrate the system, but God. The sign that God has reigned and ruled in these civilizations is going to go to the communities. Some of these church buildings are magnificent. So expensive. They spend so much to do this for God. And the vicarages, some of them are huge. The, the bishops were very What? And they were investing 
lives to spread the gospel to Africa, China, India. Uh, William Carey Dems. These, these people have labored. And look, look at William Booth. I love William and Catherine Booth, Salvation Army. Ooh, people have labored. They have labored. John Wesley, they have labored. You might not know. Maybe your, your, your boss, your chief executive might be John Wesley's great-great-grandchild. And you don't understand why they are prophecy. And he, he, he said, I don't do church. I don't do church. Don't judge them. Yeah, we pray that they will all recover. But, but don't take it for granted. Now, many of the Western conscience is underpinned by biblical Judeo-Christian philosophy. So all this human rights thing is underpinned. That's where it starts from. That's where it starts from. Now, the problem is we are jettisoning the Christian roots. We don't want anything to do with the Bible. And now let's follow what is reasonable. Meanwhile, our philosophy was birthed from Christian ideologies. Now, if we reject the God who gave rise, who gave birth to our morals, we will now take our morals off far, far left. Because the minds have corrupt, so now our definitions become warped. We define things differently. We define things di- and we are happy with these definitions. Yes. And the things that will pull us down, we begin to rejoice. Hey, 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 yo, this is good for us. This is good, but that's what's going to destroy us. We begin to, re- we begin to celebrate what will pull us down. Yeah. That's why all, all of us must be careful. Even the church, yes. we must be careful. Yes. Let us not deviate. Time will not permit it to go any further. I have to stop now. I hope you receive something. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.